You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Anoint my eyes to see is the title of this devotion. Anointing, it's the word is the word Messiah or Christ. Messiah is the Hebrew word and Christ is the Greek word. It's the same thing, anoint. And the word anoint actually means rubbing oil in the skin. And of course, it represents the embodiment of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in your flesh, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God. And that's why we are called Christians, because we're anointed. We are the body of Christ, the temple of the living God. We have the Holy Spirit that's been given to us through Jesus Christ as a seal of our inheritance, as a down payment of what awaits us in His presence. And the Holy Spirit reveals into us the life of the Son of God that He has with the Father, this life of perfect righteousness and peace and joy with the Father. That is the anointing. You have an anointing, the Bible says in 1 John 5.20, of the Holy One. No, 2.20. You have an anointing of the Holy One, 1 John 2.20. 1 John 2:27, who will teach you all things, and even as he has taught you, so he will teach you to abide in Christ. The Holy Spirit's indwelling presence constantly brings you into the consciousness of Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John 16, he said, I have much, verse 12, I think, I have much to share with you, but you cannot bear this knowledge now. But when the Holy Spirit comes, He will take of what is mine and unveil, declare, reveal it in you. And when I say He will take of what's mine, all that is the Father's is mine. Therefore, I said to you, He will take of what's mine and reveal it to you. The Holy Spirit takes what Jesus has in heaven now and reveals it in us consistently, constantly transforming us into His likeness, conforming us to His image. Oh, I love all these thoughts and all these beautiful scriptures, and I meditate on them. I hold by faith fast to these scriptures, believing that what God has said, He is also working by His Spirit in me. I am being transformed into His likeness. I have absolutely no question what I'm supposed to be like. I have absolutely no question what I will be like and what I'm being perfected to. I know I have been taken a hold of by Jesus to have all of Him. And all of Him is what He gives into us according to Ephesians 1 verse 23, Ephesians 3 verse 15. Oh my goodness, dear friends, when you begin to meditate on these treasures that we have through Jesus, you will leap for joy every day what an anointing we have of the Holy One. Jesus here in Revelation chapter 3, verse 18 says this, 
and he's speaking to the church of Laodicea. The church of Laodicea can be any church during any time in history, but I think especially today, this is one of the things that is a deep need within the body of Christ throughout the whole world, is that because of the indulgence of the present prosperity of life, we are not always as aware how much we need God because we have food to eat, we have clothing to wear, we have all these things, so we're not as conscious of needing God. And so that makes us sometimes spiritually lukewarm. We're not motivated to cry out, Lord, what am I to eat, Lord? How am I to get through? What can I do? And I'm not saying these, these needs are not here today, but maybe not as they have been in past. And the present generation is quite prosperous. And maybe I'm only referring to mostly the West. So my apology, if you're watching me and you're living in a very poor condition, you say, well, Pastor Robert, I'm sorry, but, but we every day have to pray for food and we don't know what to eat. So no disrespect there. But my point is, so let's, let's pass over that and not get stuck on that, is the church of Laodicea had become spiritually indifferent. They were not inclined, motivated, to really take a hold of God. And the Lord had to come to them and say, listen, the condition you're in spiritually is really displeasing to me. So why don't you come, right? And then he says in verse 18, I counsel you to buy from me, invest in me is what that means. And he's using Isaiah 55. He's using biblical terming. The Holy Spirit usually speaks in biblical language. So if you want to get to know how the Holy Spirit speaks, read the Bible and you'll recognize his language because he usually uses the scriptures to speak to us. <coughs> I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you might be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness, your natural nature may not be revealed and anoint your eye with eyself that you may see. You see, this is the title of today, Anoint My Eyes to See. Jesus said, I counsel you to come to me, invest some time in me, and I will anoint your eyes to see what I want you to see, what I want to show you. You see, the Lord often is revealing himself, but we don't recognize him because our eyes are not anointed. Oh, I love having my eyes anointed by the Lord, where the scripture opens up, where I could see his will concerning a situation. And, and it's just been quite a journey for Robert, you know, and I know we all have our own journey. In other words, God works in each and every one of us and his spirit in us, Romans 5, 26, Romans 8, 26, knows what is needed in our natural nature to be able to perceive, recognize what God is saying and doing. So for me, the Lord has worked and worked and worked and still does every day to anoint my eyes, to keep my eyes anointed. And I have had to learn to let go of certain things that would defile my eyes. Movie theaters was for me a defilement. It was something that had such a grip on me 
and controlled me that it demanded ownership over my eyes. And the Lord said, no, movie theaters will not be your master. I am not saying that if you go to a movie theater that you've done the wrong thing. But for me, that was something the Lord said, no, not you, Robert, because it so takes control over your emotions that then it has, has you and I will not hand you over to that. And the Lord really had to fight and help me get a breakthrough. And I'll tell you the truth. He was working in me by spirit. Don't go, don't go, don't go. But I didn't listen. I didn't listen. And I kept pushing. I kept pushing. That is the nature of sin in the flesh that insists on its own way, even when you know the Holy Spirit saying no. And then I was going to go. I was going to go. All of a sudden, Virginia gave me this feeling. And I looked at her and I said, why do you give me the feeling I shouldn't go to a movie theater? I hadn't been for months, months. She said, honey, honey, I'm not saying anything. I said, I can feel it, I can feel it. She said, I'm not saying anything. In other words, I'm not getting involved with this. I said, no, I can feel it coming from you. She said, darling, I don't know why I have this feeling. <laughs> and the Lord was having to employ Virginia to try to stop me. <laughs> and still I didn't listen. And I said to her, no, I'm going to go. I never do anything for myself. I'm always in the ministry. I'm going to go. So I went to a movie. So many, 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 many years ago, I don't know, 20 years ago, I went to a movie. It was all quiet in the spirit. I can tell you this. When it's quiet in the spirit, that's God's mercy. That's God's mercy. It was all quiet in the spirit. I came home after the film. I went to bed. And the hand of God came upon me like I'd committed the unpardonable sin. Oh, it was so heavy, his hand upon me. I got out of bed. I went downstairs. I took my Bible. I opened my Bible and I said, Lord, I don't know. It's just the thing I do. I mean, I, I, when I don't know what to do, I open my Bible. I pray. And I said, Lord, it was only a movie. Why are you so upset with me? Right? It's amazing how familiar we could be with God and still struggle with obeying Him. And He spoke to me immediately. How did He speak? Through the Scripture. I tell you, if you want to hear God speak, He usually speaks Scripture because that's His language. And He spoke to me from 2 Corinthians 5.14. The love of Christ compels me. If one died for all, then all died. Therefore, those who live should no longer live for themselves, but him, for him who died for them. And I wept. Oh, how I wept and wept and wept as he spoke to me, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14 and 15. And I said, Lord, really? You have to use the cross of Jesus to stop me from doing this? You see, sometimes we're not as aware as God is of what's keeping us from seeing what He longs to show us. That had such a grip on me that it was keeping me from seeing what He needed to show me. And from that day, I was never able to go back to a movie theater again because His love took hold of my heart. I tell you, condemnation will never stop you from doing sin and doing wrong. It's the love of Christ. It's the cross where He was crucified for our offenses. 
and where he was raised eventually three days later for our justification. It says in Romans 3:24, I think, or 4:24. <laughs> and I tell you the truth. I wept and wept and wept and wept that he needed to use the cross to help me stay anointed in my eyes. And I really believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is willing to pay whatever price to help you see what he wants to show you. Because you see, it says here in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, my people perish, is the old King James. The new King James says, where there is no revelation, redemptive revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. You see, and let me read that to you from the Amplified Translation. Sorry for the delay here. Let me read it to you here. Uh, 2918, hey? Sorry, 2918. There it is. Where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. I, I do find this very powerful. Where there is no re revelation, the people cast off restraint. I, I need, because I live in a body of flesh and I have sin in the flesh, that is just the way it is. The Bible says in 1 John, we have sin. It's in our flesh. It's the nature of the flesh. It's sin, self. It's part of that nature of Adam, that this body is the Adam. It came from Adam. But I now live free from the nature of sin in my flesh by the nature of the life of Christ in me. Romans 8 verse 2 teaches me. I live by the, His Spirit in me, free from sin. Sin is no longer my master because I've been made alive at Christ. That's what water baptism is, is likened to in Romans chapter 6. We are baptized into His death and rise with Him in newness of life. Now I'm alive through Jesus Christ and sin is no longer my master because His righteousness is evidenced through His Spirit in me. I am now living in His righteousness through His life in me. And you see, friends, I need that restraint continuously, the restraint of His life-giving Spirit, keeping me free from the law of sin and death, anointing my eyes to see what He wants to show me. Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 19, I can do nothing of myself except what my Father shows me. And my Father loves me. And He shows me all things that He does Himself. And He will show me greater works than these so that you may marvel. You see, Jesus Christ realized what anointed His eyes was the Heavenly Father to see. I personally cannot see unless the Father anoints me to see. I cannot see. People sometimes say, well, can you tell me? But I cannot see unless He shows me. And yes, He has given me a grace to see because He keeps my eyes anointed day and night. As long as I live with my eyes anointed by His Spirit, then that seeing is, is available to help people. And it can be so simple. I remember 
being in the Ukraine in Kiev some years ago ministering. And there was some, a few hundred people came to be prayed for. And one lady, I laid my hands upon her and instantly the Lord showed me. I, see, I said, I see you counting your money last night and saying, Lord, Lord, I don't have enough. And the Lord says, I know, I know you don't. I'll take care of the rest. And then the pastor later hearing this, walked up to her and said, did what Pastor Robert say happened? She said, yes, last night I was crying as I was counting my money, I didn't have enough. And the Lord said he would take care of it. And now he confirmed it. You see, it just simply helped her in her faith. I personally have that grace at times come to me where I have the privilege to help people in their faith. Jesus walked in that grace. He said, great is your faith. What you believed came to pass when we connected in God. You see, Jesus lived in fellowship with the Father and he was anointed to see what the Father was showing to these precious souls. And I believe the same today that the Lord would so anoint your eyes to see. So let me close with you as my time is up here from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. He says, I'm praying for you that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, and it gives you three things that you may know, that you may know what is the hope of, your, of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance, that is the number one, right? The hope of your calling, the riches of the glory of the inheritance, and the exceeding greatness of his power towards those who believe. Okay, so he wants to anoint your eyes to be able to see what he wants you to know, the hope of his calling, what he has prepared for you. What has he prepared for you? The exceeding greatness of the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. What is the great joy awaiting you beyond the veil of this life? And number three, what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards you and me who believe? And then he describes that power now, I encourage you to read it for yourself. So come on, let's start living with our eyes anointed every day and that every day our eyes are light with the light of his life and full of joy because of the hope and the great riches of his inheritance and that we rejoice in all that God gives in the power that he working in our lives. Amen. Have a good day.